Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Hadas Kuznets at Primal Supply Meats at 1538 East Pashong Avenue with butcher and founder Heather Thomason. So, Heather, first of all, you're a woman in the butcher industry. What got you interested? I am. Um, well, I just wanted to support local farmers, to be honest. I was a cook, a home cook, and a lover of food, and I really wanted to be a part of the local food community. And so you decided to do that by being a butcher. <laughs> I did. I lived in New York at the time, and I knew a lot of small farmers who were raising, responsibly raised meat, and they really didn't have an easy way to get it to consumers because the sort of craft butchers were a dying breed. Now, I mean, you are really, like, this is a butcher shop. The sound that you hear behind us is the freezer. So, like, it is, describe, to people that can't see it, describe your shop. Okay, well, there's a lot of tile. And when you walk in, you see our beautiful meat cases that are full of fresh cut meat. And if you look beyond them, you'll see the back work area where we have a wooden butcher block where we're cutting and prepping meat all day and a bandsaw and a grinder and sharp knives and all these tools. And uh, we also have a grocery area. So we stock it full of local produce and cheese and pantry goods and fresh bread and things that go well with meat for dinner. It's not just meat. No, it's not just meat. But it's mostly meat. It's mostly meat. (laughs) (laughs) So it's meat plus some other little odds and ends, sides and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we really just want to cater to the local home cook and help them, you know, find what they would need to put together a great meal. Who is like your ideal customer? Well, I think it's important to mention that we source all of our product directly from local farmers. So, you know, that's kind of an important thing. Somebody who cares about where their food comes from. Um, And then otherwise, just, you know, somebody who's looking to scratch cook, I think. So there's a lot of local families in this neighborhood, young families with kids, older families. You know, I get a lot of moms who are coming to cook for their adult children and they're asking me to grind the fresh meatball mix for them. (laughs) You're a young chef, a young butcher, a young owner. Um, What is it like for you? And also you're a woman. So Mm -hmm. to come into this industry, especially here in South Philly, where it's usually older men that have been at it for generations. You're like breaking new ground here. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. Uh, You know, when I was training to be a butcher, it was a little bit hard to find people who would just take me seriously at first. You know, I was a woman without any skill walking in and just talking the talk. And so, you know, I had to kind of hustle and prove myself. But it's been interesting. I think it was kind of a gift for us to end up in this neighborhood, to be honest, because I think that there's a lot of people in South Philly who appreciate what a true craft butcher shop is. And there aren't a lot of them around anymore. And they walk in and they see what we're doing and they think, you know, this is really cool and we're glad to have this back. So the neighborhood has been really welcoming and supportive of us. And they don't seem to care that I'm a woman. Yeah. Well, there there was one on uh, in the Italian market that recently closed and that was you know, open for generation. Yeah, Sonny D'Angelo. Yeah. That, so his customers are coming here. It's great. If Sonny's listening to this, I would like him to know that they all miss him and so do I. But yeah, people come in and they love that we make fresh sausages and they tell me that that's where they used to get them and they say they, they lost their butcher and they're happy to find us. So I, it's kind of an honor to get to be you know, the butcher for all the people in this neighborhood. And you're young, so hopefully you'll be around for generations like they were. I sure hope so. I signed a 10-year lease here. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of pressure. Oh, I'm ready for it. I don't want to move anytime soon. I want this to be our home. 
So where are you from and how did you end up here? Originally, I'm from New Jersey. How did I end up here? It was kind of a coincidence. I ended up in New York in my 20s, and that's where I really fell in love with local food through farmers markets and food co-ops. Then my butchery journey took me through central Pennsylvania, where I farmed, to California, where I trained to be a butcher. And then I had an opportunity to move to Philadelphia and help open Kensington Quarters, which is a restaurant. And at the time when we opened, we had a full-service butcher counter there. So I managed that for a while. And it's just... um, it brought me to Philadelphia, and my husband and I just kind of found ourselves at home here. So we've since bought a house, and I started Primal Supply two years ago, and now we have this brick-and-mortar you know, place to plant our flag and dig roots. And uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we're not going anywhere ever again. Where did that name come from, and how did you start? Because you weren't in this location. You just recently opened here. Yeah, so, well, the name uh, refers to, so when we, so we buy whole animals from local farmers. It's kind of a commitment that we make. It supports the farmers a little bit more strongly, and it's nice for us to be able to kind of really do our work and get all the cuts out of everything. So when you start with a whole animal, as soon as you cut it into its kind of main parts, those are called primals. So a beef, a whole beef broken into, you know, the shoulder and the round and the loins and all that, those, that's what that refers to. So when we first conceived of the business, I was working at Kensington Quarters and realized that a lot of chefs in the city were looking for the meat that we were sourcing and people outside of that neighborhood were looking for it. So originally I kind of thought of a business model that would serve more of the city than just a butcher counter. So we actually started the business wholesaling to local restaurants. We sell meat to a lot of restaurants that are farm to table seasonal menus and we started a subscription program. Where did you cut your meat in your in your house kitchen? No, no, no. <laughs> We actually have a we have a lease on a um, facility in West Philly that's also the home of another local meat business called 1732 Meats. So we've been working out of that. It's a big 10,000 square foot refrigerated warehouse. It's great for the meat. It's not great for the people, but it's okay. I mean, there's just not a lot of natural light there. So this is like a gift. I mean, it's beautiful and sunny in here. So you cut everything there and then you bring it here. Yeah. So we receive everything there from our slaughterhouse and we cut everything for the restaurants and for our subscription. And then we just sort of move some of the product here too so then we can kind of you know in the butcher shop you kind of want to look out the window every day and say hey what's the weather like what are people going to want to eat you know is it a holiday where they want to cook big roast for family or is it a weekday where they want quick cooking stuff for individuals so we bring stuff over here in a large enough format that we can have a little flexibility and cut every day fresh to cater to everybody's needs so what's like, what's the most exciting for you? What's the most exciting thing to eat? Or what do people like to eat? What do people like to order? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I will say the most exciting thing for me is being behind a butcher counter again, because running our business remotely and not being able to talk to our customers was fine, but we missed it a lot. So I love being able to talk to customers over the counter about how to cook or their ideas for dinner. I kind of get to eat vicariously through everybody all day long, but it's grilling season. So like right now, pretty much every day people are walking in and saying, I'm looking for something to throw on the grill. So we're teaching them about some other steaks beyond the obvious. You know, not everybody's going to grill a ribeye or a New York strip every night. So we've got a lot of other options for less expensive cuts that might suit weekdays. So we're, we're getting people familiar with those and it's really nice to make fresh sausages and they love those. And there's some odd cuts too. Uh, like now that it's not braising and stewing season, we'll take uh, short ribs and cross cut them real thin uh, Korean style so you could grill them instead. And that's a really fun thing to introduce people to. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of changes with the whim and the weather. And we're in South Philly. So a lot of people are making meatballs and Sunday gravy. It's a blessing to a butcher to be able to sell beef shanks year round. (laughs) Yeah. What's it like to, I mean, I still don't get like people that are butchers, they go, it's a generational thing. They learn from their 
parents, their dads, and you learned and like had a desire to cut down animals, which is it can it can be difficult for some people. Even that are foodies that love it, that part of food can be very difficult for some people. Yeah, that's it's true. And I feel like when I I had this idea that maybe if I learned butchery, I could kind of be a restorative link in the local food chain. And when I started dabbling practicing, it turned out that I was good at it and I was comfortable with it. And I know not everybody is. So that was kind of something that made me want to do it more. It's like, hey, you know what? This doesn't this isn't challenging for me in the way it is for other people. So let me be the person that does the service for people who maybe don't want to get that involved, but they want to support it and they want to cook it and they want to eat it. So by you doing it, it actually does make it a lot more local. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, regarding the training thing, I was just really lucky that I had some great mentors who took me on. I I trained, I spent, you know, almost two years, a year and a half with a really great older butcher who was in his 60s. Uh, His children were my age. He had never really had an apprentice and he was kind of getting ready to retire and was really happy to teach somebody else everything he knew. What's been the most challenging part for you opening up Primal Meat? Hmm. um, Or just being a butcher. I mean, (laughs) I I feel like that's really hard and challenging and it's amazing that you're doing it. Yeah. Well, I think our whole animal commitment is kind of the blessing and the curse, you know, because we want to support farmers. So we buy whole animals and we're dedicated to selling every part of them. And sometimes that can be hard. It's a highly perishable product. It's expensive. So I bring it in here and then we need people to walk in every day and buy every part. So, you know, there's a lot of ground beef that we end up with from cutting all the, you know, all the pieces that we trim off of cutting steaks and roasts. And, you know, it's burger season now, but maybe in the winter we might not sell as much of that. So just trying to kind of minimize waste and make sure that we responsibly use everything. That's, that's the hardest part. We kind of juggle with that and try to sort of make it all fit together every day. So yeah, you want to be zero waste. Exactly. Yeah. We do a pretty good job most of the time. What are the biggest challenging times or pieces of meat? It kind of fluctuates with the seasons, you know, so now it's becoming warm out and everybody wants to grill. So some of the stuff that's really only suitable to slow cooking or roasting doesn't really move that well. You know, there's a lot of roasts that come off of a beef and if you don't have air conditioning or a crock pot, you don't want to touch that from, you know, May till October. And then the reverse happens in the winter. You know, when everybody wants to stew and braise in certain steaks and, uh, you know, quick cooking cuts or even ground beef because people don't really think of it that much outside of burgers. We have a harder time selling that. You know, same, there's kind of pork cuts that correspond to that too. But everything's fresh here. Everything's fresh, always. So you don't freeze those pieces of meat that you know are not going to sell in the summer? We don't. We keep a small inventory in our freezer of some stuff that we know we won't have all the time. Specialty sausages and things like that. We'll just make a point of doing that. But no, we work really hard to sell everything fresh. It's a little bit of a hustle, but uh, you know, it's like having a relationship with your customers. There's some chefs that we can call and say, hey chef, nobody's buying this right now. Is there room for it on your menu? You know, or people ask us what's good and we'll say, well, you know, maybe it's this thing that we really need you to buy today. (laughs) (laughs) And that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, because we need everybody collectively to help use the whole animals and support the local farmers. That's great that you have those relationships. It seems like that's the key. It is. You know, our business really is built on relationships. It started with the farmers. And then when we thought that we wanted to do this and started reaching out to the chefs, it was the support from them and understanding that their commitment to us means a commitment to the farmer. And then all of our individual customers who are dedicated to supporting us regularly. It's like, yeah, it's all about relationships. It's awesome. What do you like best about Primal Meat? 
Oh, the people, the relationships, really, I do. I love it. I get to call my farmers every week and go visit their farms on the regular and talk to our chefs every week and our customers sometimes every day. And it's just a lot of fun, you know? It's like we talk about cooking and we share food and, you know, we get to work with our hands and be a little creative every day. And it's really, it's great. All right, give us the details. What are your hours, website, phone number, whatever you want to tell us? Okay, so we just opened full-time. So we are now open every day but Tuesday. Our weekday hours are 12 to 8 so you can catch us on your way home from work and weekends are 10 to 6. You already said we're located at 1538 East Pashunk. You have a website? We do. It's primalsupplymeats.com and if you Google us, all that information will come up including the address and phone number. Heather Thomason is the butcher and founder of Primal Supply Meats here on East Pashunk Avenue. Congratulations on your brick and mortar building and thank you so much. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.